Hello everyone and welcome to this another edition of the Dell and Keith Show. I'm Derek Kernahan and as always I'm joined by my good friend Keith Anderson. Keith, how you doing mate? I'm good my friend, how are you? I'm good, good, good in these challenging times. Um, uh, weird times that, mate. It is, isn't it? It is. This is our first pod as well. We aren't doing face to face mate as well. This is a, a different thing as well for us isn't it? Aye, aye, this is weird. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it works I suppose. Um, but... Yeah. No, no, this is um, this is different. But the good thing is, if if this is a success, then it opens a door for us, mate. We can do more. Yes, to right, to right, it does. So, um, how things been? Aye, all right. Oh, I'm um, all in right. a pretty good position, able to so far keep working, working from home, which is fine. Um, and it keeps me entertained and all that sort of stuff. More to the point, how are you? Obviously, you've you've probably I, got a little bit of news for people. I um, ended up. I ended up. Well, I think I had it. The doctors told me I had. Like ninety nine percent certain that I had the and about three weeks ago started feeling really unwell. One day my head was bouncing, had a cough, um, and then from there it just got gradually worse with the headaches, the temperature sky high, um felt like someone was sitting on my chest the whole time, body was aching, um, and then I lost my sense of smell and sense of taste, my my, my taste as well, um, which was Crazy, absolutely crazy. Um, feeling a lot better now. Um, pretty much just fed myself, Paris, lived in paracetamol and water for about a week and a half. Um, didn't, wasn't able to see the family. My, my, I've got two wee girls, wasn't able to spend any time with them. I was literally hiding in my room for a week and a half, which was great fun for my wife and <laughs> having having two having two kids running about after them. Um, but it was it was pretty scary. I mean, I know that um, my uncle is very, he got he had it as well, and he ended up in hospital for a few days, so he couldn't hear problems, um, pretty bad breathing problems. So, but like I said, feeling a lot better now. So is he, um, and I'm back at work. Um, I work in a bank, and um, I'm classed as a key worker, so I have to get into the office. Um, I've got a. Um, I have to carry about a bit of paper that basically tells if anybody um, asks me what I'm doing, I've got a bit of paper to say I'm a key worker. Um, and I've been cycling into work most days rather than getting public transport in. Mm, that's interesting. I didn't know you got a bit of paper bit saying, scary. saying you're a key worker. Yeah. I've got a, a, a letter um, from the powers, uh, the, the heads of the bank that basically says that we are classed as key workers. So um, I need to carry that about with me. All times. Hmm. There you go. Didn't know that. It's quite interesting. I. Aye. Aye, but, but luckily enough, none of the none of my family of like my immediate family have had it. So, um, that was a good thing. And then I just like I said, I just kept myself away from them for, um, for that for, for, for about a week. And then, like I said, started feeling a wee bit better. But I was off. I was off work for two weeks. Um, in total, which was awful. It's, I think it's pretty much the worst sort of bug illness virus I've ever had. Um everything was affected by it. You know, like your body was aching, when you stood up you you were dizzy, head was bouncing, you had a temperature, you know, like your you were warm but you you felt cold, um, fever going through the roof and it was just horrendous. But like I said, a lot better now. Um, and let's say we just hope everybody out there's staying safe as well. 
That's it, mate. I mean, I'm I'm not a doctor, but it sounds shit. So that's my kind of ah, that's my medical opinion of what you just described. It definitely was shit. Aye, um, aye. And like I say, we just hope everybody sort of, you know, you know, being safe and making sure that they're you know following the government guidelines. Because obviously, I mean, I, I live I live across the road for a park, and um, you can still see people. You know, people are obviously still doing their exercise and stuff like that, but there's. You know, there's some people out there who are, you know, sort of living close to the edge, I would say, with it, which is the last thing you want to see, you know, and you just want people being safe. Yeah, I mean, the, the kind of sure, stay I'm home, sorry. save lives, and that's kind of self-explanatory on it, and that, that's exactly what you would hope people will be doing. It's it's not fun, it's frustrating, no one's enjoying being stuck in, but um, it was something I seen a, a UFC fighter put up, uh, and it said... Uh, you know, this is the first or the only time in human history you can save the world by staying in your couch. You know, don't mess it up, sort of thing. And it's yep. it's true. You know, exactly. like, let's um, let's be grown ups. Let's take our medicine, so to put it, and and let this thing kind of pass by. Save save our lives and save the NHS because that's the problem, right? It's not just that people who have it die. It's that you know, it, it, people who have it take up a lot of the medical care, and then people who normally die through you know, cancer, brain brain hemorrhages, they need operations they don't get because all the specialists are in COVID wards and, and all of these sort of things. It just, it, it kills, you know what I mean? Other people are dying where they normally might not sort of thing. So yeah. you've got to think of everybody. There's there's the normal level of sick folk and then there's all this on top. And aye, need to just take it seriously. Aye, exactly. Definitely need to take it, need to take it serious. Um, and, you know, just look after everybody and look after your family, make sure they're all right. Definitely. Um, as well, so we are going to obviously um, have a chat today about like, everything we do, all things Rangers, and how this is affecting Rangers, and how it's affecting you know us, and you know just generally everything that we're going to discuss about. And obviously, the last few days of the the fun fair, which has been the SPFL um, pretty end of the league early, um, so so we'll have a chat about that as well. Yep. Um, so we'll. We'll just we'll just crack into it, mate. Let's go for it. Let's let's start right. wherever you want to start, my man. Well, let's go let's go all the way back then to when it was first, you know, coronavirus was, you know, fairly um you know, it was sort of becoming main news stories all the time. And that was pretty much just before the you know, the, the Bayer Leverkusen match and there was talk about it not being played and you know, things like that. It was sort of you know, people from Germany were there was fans from Germany over for the game. You know, people Rangers fans from all over Britain and Europe coming to the game as well. Um, in your opinion, should the game have been played? Um, at that time, think about it more for that time. Obviously, now you might say hindsight's a wonderful thing, and you would say no. But you know, at the time, well, were you quite happy for the game to go ahead? You know, something you know could that was. People were probably thinking this will be our last time at Ibrox for a few months, you know, and stuff like that. Aye, aye. Well, I think, I mean, it, it, like you say, for the time, there was games, like, even the round before in Europe that were going on behind closed doors, you know, like... Uh, yes, of course. So, so I mean, it, it could have went ahead behind closed doors. It, there was some games, maybe, I think, maybe, maybe not necessarily the round before, but certainly that round of fixtures, a lot of them were only happening anyway. You know, there were some countries that had already cancelled them, um, I think that the First Minister announced on the Thursday that outside gatherings of over 
was it 100 people or something like that were yes. were going to be banned but it was taking effect the following Monday. Do you know what I mean? Like four yes. days later. It was kind of like, well, if you're going to do it, why why not do it? So I guess if we look at it in, in line with government guidelines and, and the, the actions that, you know, we, we now feel ourselves under, then I, th- I think the, the obvious answer is to say it probably shouldn't have went ahead. I mean, I don't know that it necessarily caused mass amounts of problems. When you look back at some of the some of the details, I think the Atlanta against... Um, who was it they were playing? I can't remember. But you know that now they think that that game in Italy was what was like an epicenter where some crazy number of people got infected because of the yes. the high numbers in, in the surrounding area and the high numbers in the Spanish area. So they think that Spanish fans had went. So that makes it was like Valencia or something. I can't remember what it was. Um, that area in Spain was quite badly hit as well, and they think that that game was just like a total. Uh, infested cesspot whereas our game I don't necessarily think there's a huge amount of evidence to suggest that you know there was 10,000 people infected that night or anything so I don't necessarily think it was a big deal but in line with the you know the actions that were taken Europe wide um, then I mean it probably should have been cancelled and we spoke about this off off air, so I put it before. But the the atmosphere was a wee bit weird. It was a bit tense because of you know people. It maybe wasn't quite as busy as what it would have been, although it was still quite busy. Um, it wasn't. It certainly wasn't as rowdy as a normal European game, especially given the occasion. You know, there was, some people were a bit tense, and it was a wee bit weird. It definitely was yeah, I went, a bit odd. I met I met Gary, my brother, before the game. We went for something to eat, um, and then we went over via underground before it, um, and I just felt very uncomfortable in there. I mean, there was people drinking away and obviously standing beside you. And stuff like that, and I said to Gary, "I don't feel right being here." So we had a we had a drink, and then we just went for a walk because I didn't feel comfortable being in such Aye, a such a pub. Mm, um, mm. You know, nothing against obviously nothing against the pub or anything like that. It was just, um, you know, it was just it's always crazy busy in match days, um, and that and, and that Thursday night wasn't any exception. Um, and then um, so we went for a walk around the stadium and stuff like that. Um, and sort of just sort of try to keep our distance for people. Went out of the game, at the game, like you said, it was a sort of weird, weird tense atmosphere um, at the game. Um, people are also still trying to cheer on Rangers and, you know, trying their best not to think about, obviously, what's happening in the bigger the outside world. Um, we left. Me and Gary left after I hit 2 nothing. Um I think we left and jumped underground just to get away because, like I said, we weren't we weren't um, we weren't particularly comfortable being there because the two of us have got young families and stuff like that as well. So we were more thinking about you know passing it on and stuff like that to 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 our, to our family. So I was I I feel the same as you. You know, like at the time I was sort of thinking this will be our last time at Ibrox probably for a few months. Um, I still want to go because it's a big night in European football. However, I did have that bit of reservation about me, um, about being there and, you know, the obviously the situation that's developed, it's developed into. Um, you sort of feel the same as that as well, or you sort of... Aye, aye. Um, like I said, I think it's a, like you said at the time, I was, I was just dying for the game to be on when I was at work and, and getting yes. the news that, you know, the... Um, first ministers made an announcement. Um, no more than hundred people, and I thought, oh, that's a game off. That's that's the 
and then also that's the old firm game off and, and I had the loud up thing on, on the, the Friday night yeah we, were, we had a, we had a, yeah, a night with Brian Loudrop that night um, on, the, on the Friday night um, as well which was so, um, so I kind of thought like all, all of that was at the window because of the, the announcement so I thought the weekend was ruined and then obviously um, you know finding out mid-afternoon that it was kicking on on the Monday. I was like, "Oh, thank God, the game's on!" And I was just, I was just excited it was on. So, uh, at the time, yeah. I mean, I'd be lying to say that I was, I was anxious or worried. I genuinely wasn't really that worried, to be honest. Um, but looking back, I think that the sensible thing to do probably would have been to cancel. But cancelling a couple of hours before, wild though, as you say, people have travelled from from all over the UK and Europe yep. from from a German point of view and from a, a Rangers point of view then I kind of feel like if you're going to do that, then then do it early. You know, people had some of the other fixtures that had happened the week before or it had been announced a, a good few days before and all that sort of stuff. Still no ideal because people might not get their money back as such. But, yeah. you know, you can't do it when, when German fans have came over and then it's Cutler's for kickoff and you're like, oh, by the way, the game's off. I think that's a bit bad news. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, moving feast, but they, they could have easily cancelled it or, or put it behind closed doors a, a couple of days before, do you know what I mean, and give people plenty of notice. Yeah, yeah, and then obviously, like you mentioned, that weekend as well, there was a Rangers game on the Thursday, and then the Celtic game was supposed to be on the Sunday at 12 o'clock, um, and we were discussing this before we, we came on, um, the, obviously the Celtic game got postponed, but I'm sure it got postponed on the Friday afternoon, uh-huh. we were talking about this, we were sort of, because Nicola Sturgeon announced that, you know, mass gatherings are going to stop on the, I think she maybe done that on the Thursday, basically saying that on the... Monday. Monday, the the Monday, Aye. everything's going to stop. Um, you know, there's not going to be any gatherings. You know, everything like that. And we were like, well, though forum games on the Sunday, they're doing that for a specific reason, to so they can make money. You know, so they can bring the money that the forum game brings into, you know, the country and stuff like that. However, they decided, which was probably a good thing to do, that he, he can't say postpone all Scottish football, um, on this on the Friday. Because I think there was a few other games. There was a few games cancelled before that, and they were sort of the Rangers and Celtic game was, I think, the last game to get postponed. Uh, well, if I remember right, was there not meant to be a game on the Friday? I think it was Motherwell. I'm sure one, it was a Motherwell game. One of the Friday night games, maybe on a Friday Aye. night, and then they they decided that game was cancelled, but the game on the Sunday was going to go ahead, and then they mm-hmm, obviously mm-hmm. they stopped it. They they stopped it. Um, in terms of in terms of the league and stuff like that, you know, stopping it, obviously we're aware of how, you know, how much it's ran like a Mickey Mouse sort of league is after the stuff that we're going to hear about in the next few days. Um, but um, do you think it was, they, they could have postponed this a bit sooner or else do you think the timing was all right, how they done it? Um, what do you think about it, Keith? Uh, no, I don't, I don't have any major problems with the, with the timing. I think that they did what they always do up here and the English said, uh, oh, that's the Premiership, we're going to, we're not playing any games. So, sure enough, up here they just went, oh, we're not going to play any games. And they just, I think they pretty much waited for the Premiership, didn't they? So, um, yeah. you know, like, again, no, no major issues with the timing. If you think about it from a, a league perspective, you know, it was, like we said there, the game on the Friday didn't go ahead. So that means that the last game would have been the Thursday, the Sunday before, maybe. So, you know, like, nah, I, I don't have any major issues. If they'd done it a little bit sooner, I wouldn't have bothered, but you know, you were maybe going to get one less game or something like that. They weren't going to go, you know, it wasn't like they were going to do it or they should have done it weeks earlier or anything like that, maybe a, a week or something. So maybe I saved a yeah. game. I, I don't have any, any big concerns with it either way. What about you? Do you think it was too early? Do you think it was too late? I think it was 
um, too late because there was a lot of coming and throwing, you know, you were, you were checking BBC News and there was stuff saying we're, we're potentially looking to cancel it or it's going ahead or we're looking to cancel it. I'm like, well, just make your mind up and decide because obviously this has got people's lives at stake. There's people coming from all over, like I said, even Celtic fans coming from all over the UK and all over Europe to, for this game as well. Um I, know, well, I think on that, that point you're right. Ah, yeah. Maybe what I mean is that they, they cancelled the right round of fixtures, yes, I guess, yeah, was my point. Yeah, yeah. But how they cancelled it, which is your point, I think is a very, is a very good point. Uh, they, how they went about it yeah, and when they I'm went about inclined. it was, uh, was stupid. You're totally right. You know, the round of fixtures that they cancelled was fine. was correct to do it. You know, they shouldn't have done it any, any deal well because it wasn't, coronavirus wasn't that much of a threat yet um, in the UK. Um, obviously the European game I think the European game like we mentioned the Leverkusen game should have been cancelled but I think in terms of you know the right the right set of fixtures were done I just wish they'd done it a bit slicker which is something that we're going to I think talk about quite a bit <laughs> coming ahead um, Aye, I mean you're looking for them to just like be be adults and take some responsibility and ownership for a decision but they never do right which again like Aye. you say I'm sure we'll touch on later but that's, that's not in their makeup. So we can't really be surprised that they didn't. They waited for the government or the premiership or somebody else to make a call and yep. then just kind of use that as cover for whatever you know. Like that's that's their that's their mo and has been for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I think I think at that time as well, it was just announced that Mikel Arteta tested positive for coronavirus. That's right, because that's what stopped all the premiership games, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, because I think it was Arsenal were supposed to play City that um, that weekend, but obviously before that. Arsenal were playing Olympiacos at the Emirates and the Olympiacos owner had he, he didn't have any symptoms or anything like that at that time, but he was he was tested positive for coronavirus and he was shaking all the Arsenal players' hands, including Mikel Arteta, and that's how Mikel Arteta got it. Um so you know Well Arteta would have been the, the manager, you know, standing beside him introducing him to everybody. Yep. Yeah, this is Mustafi, this is, you know, all, all that sort of stuff. So he would have uh, yeah. was right next to him probably. So I think, I think Arteta was pretty much, I think it was maybe him and Hudson Adoy from Chelsea, but they were pretty much the two main ones who got, the first two main sort of footballers who got diagnosed with it, you know, who got tested positive for it. Um, I, I, I think it was they two, I can't, I can't think of anybody else. Um, obviously, since then there's been a few. There's been quite. There's been a few number number of other people who have had it. Um, uh-huh. But they two were the first two main ones I remember. And obviously, Arteta. That was just as soon as he got diagnosed with it. That was the English league stopped, and then that's mm-hmm. when Scottish football decided to decided to follow. Um, it's always always. I, I was really shaken when I found out. Well, I wasn't shaken. I was just a bit like, shit. This is really close to home when. You know, like with Arteta, get sort of when I seen it on my Sky News, uh, Sky Sports News app, and I, I guess sent into a group chat we've got with the two other two other mates, and they're just like, shit, this is this is real. Aye, and it's the the fact that anybody can get it, right? Because it's different when they're like, you know, uh, somebody's tested positive in Swansea, and it's like some random Welsh guy. You know, is that a member of yeah. the public. You're like, uh, obviously, you're like, oh man, that's a shame. That's horrible, but. I mean, it's not that you personally know Arteta, but it's somebody you know of, and obviously used to play for Rangers, so he's lived in Glasgow, and you know, like there's a connection yeah. there, and you kind of like, like you say, you're like, 
oh man. Plus, he's living in the elite. You know, he's we're talking about a multi-millionaire with the you know the best best at medical. Um, I'm sure access to the best med- medical you're going to get in the UK, and he's got everything going. A major institution like Arsenal, who have got a major institution like the Premiership that's worth billions. You know, all of this stuff at their disposal, Aye. and he's catching it. Yeah. And you're like, well, if he can catch it, then anybody can catch it. And then obviously we know that. Prince Charles and Boris Johnson again you know like you, you don't get much higher in this country arguably you don't get much higher no, in the world yeah. especially in Prince Charles do you know what I mean he's yep. such a king of Britain you're like if these boys can get it then you know who, yeah. who can't and the answer is obviously everybody yep. can you yep. know so, everybody can and yep. like you mentioned it is, it is and that's when it sort of hit home you know that this is going to end up taking over everything you know potentially that could nothing could be the same again Um um, with that, so I like like you're saying when that when that sort of hit home that Arteta had it, um, you know that's when I was like, right, football is going to basically stop now. We're going to be watching repeat match of the days and repeat Sky Sports, you know, constantly. Now we're going to watch repeat games. I mean, I think I've watched the Bradford Swansea um, League Cup final three times since this happened <laughs> on Sky Sports. <laughs> but it, it's, it's it's true though, right? I mean. Although obviously Sky Sports is a business and they've still got to put on something, but let's be honest, and this is something that I think is worthwhile touching on as well. Football takes a back yes, seat, right? It's not, it's not important, yes. you know. Like we, we're all from fans, and you know we we like to do the whole. It's not a matter of life and death. It's more important than that, you know. And in, in, in a way, it is, but in reality, no, it's, it's not. not, you know. And and I think that something Rangers have been good at is just coming out every every few days for a while. Anyway, it was a different player coming out and saying. Look, we miss it. Football's not that important, but take care of yourselves, take care of your family. We'll worry about the football when it's time to worry about the football. You know, yeah. we've been quite good with that message, just keeping it going. It's Arfield and then it's Tav and then it's Hadji and it's Gerard and it's you know, like there's there's always been somebody just pumping it that continual message of take care of yourselves, don't be stupid, like we said at the start. Um, and we'll worry about the football when when we can, yeah. you know, because it's it, it's not important compared to lives and Lives are being ruined both by people, you know, like you said, like almost a thousand people a day, know what it looks like. And then businesses going out of business, which will put families on streets and, you know, like all these horrible impacts of the economic side, which just is a very fabric of our society. So it's it, football really isn't that, exactly. that important. And again, that's something we'll touch on later. Exactly, sure. exactly. I totally echo that as well. You know, football should be the least thing that people are sort of worrying about or being the head and the head of news and stuff like that at the moment, um, it should be about you know how we are trying to eradicate this horrible, horrible virus and you know turn the tide on it now, which is sort of appears like we're now in um, sort of peak phase at the moment with it. They were they were they were describing it as um, now. Aye, I think this is where you just need to you you know to get to the good. You're going to need to. Go through yep. the bad, and this is this is hopefully. I mean, it sounds horrible, but hopefully, this is this is the you know, is starting to get through the peak of it, and there's not a second peak, and it's not worse than the first peak, and all these sort of things, which sometimes can happen with these these types of viruses. Yeah, or whatever, definitely, you know? definitely. So, um, like we're saying, football shouldn't really matter, but however, Scottish football's been in the forefront of the news over the last two days, pretty much after you know. Um, the news of um, the SPFL trying to vote to end the season early um, and the way it's been handled has just been (laughs) 
shoddy to say the least, mate. I know, I didn't realise Benny Hill had exactly. come out That's what, what it's mean? like. It's, it's been ridiculous. That's what it's like. So, yeah. do you want to sort of, you know, give us a wee sort of rundown on what's happened the past few days and about the vote and, you know, what they're voting for and everything like that? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can tell you what I yeah. what I know. Obviously, it's, it's pretty much it's all public information, so I don't imagine about it in groundbreaking. But, um, yes, I, so on Wednesday, basically, the SPFL put out a... Uh, a kind of what do they call it? an order or whatever it's called um, to the forty-two member clubs to say right we want to vote to end the league so as we can pay you at the prize money basically right um, and the idea being that there's a lot of clubs as we touch on um, a minute ago our businesses at the end of the day every football club is a business um, and there's some businesses in trouble because like any business they rely on making money and they've not been able to make any money but they've got staff players all that sort of stuff. So they're still spending money, but they're not bringing any in. So, you know, like it doesn't take a economics major to say that that's, that's a problem. So yes. it's a good thing to try and get try and get money to clubs that need money to stay afloat and, and keep people employed and, and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, that, that made sense. But the SPFL said that basically within the rules, the only way to pay out prize money is to finish the league and say, now that it's done, we will pay out prize money, basically, is, is the claim. Um so that was what they, they put out on Wednesday to all 42 member clubs and said, um, we need you to vote by close of play Friday, which first and foremost obviously is, seems seems wild on a couple of fronts. Yes. So first and foremost, from a football side, they're forcing a football decision. And, and as we just discussed, football's really not that important just now. Yep. Um, so why, force, why are we forcing a football decision when, if, let's just assume football is important, there's so many unknowns. When's the league going to start back up? Don't know. Well, if you don't know when it's going to start back up, you can't say for sure that you can't complete it because maybe you can. Maybe maybe it's going to start up soon. You just don't, right? We don't know. Um, obviously, there's logical cases to say it's not going to start back up soon. It's probably not. We all know that. But that's not the point. We don't know that 100% um, because we don't have a start date. So there's you know there's so many unknowns, variables like that. That's just one example of um, that that makes you think we kind of need to you know just give it a bit of time and see how this plays out. So that takes you into the second part. Getting clubs on money is absolutely the right thing to do. I don't think there's any football fan or anything in the country that's going to disagree with yep. that. Um, so that takes us to the, well, the, you know, the kind of bylaws or whatever say that we can't. So first and foremost, on that front, uh, the SPFL are meant to be the governing body. And as we've seen with the, the government, the governing body of the country, which is a much, obviously, bigger, more complicated um, thing to run and more complicated set of laws and stuff. They change laws inside like twenty four hours or something <coughs> to get um, measures in place and assistance out and all the stuff needed for this COVID stuff. So why can't we just change the rules that say we will pay out because this is an extraordinary yeah. circumstance? And second of all, it's uh, the SPFL is a governing body. They govern what is in essence a, a membership scheme. So basically, they govern on behalf of yes. the members. Right? They're just there to perform admin functions basically by and large for what is in essence a, a membership scheme so all the members agree we want to change a rule then guess what the rule gets changed because it's up to the members yes. because they're the members so I don't I, I think the whole well it's this way or no way you know you either vote for us or you go bust which is in essence the message that they've been sending to a lot of clubs to try and bully them yeah. into it I mean I think that was literally the, the tagline you know 
if you want any money from us, this is what you need to do. And that's utter nonsense. First of all, the, the prize money is basically the fees that all the members pay at the start of the season and then they get split out between depending on where you finish. Yeah. So it's their money um, and it's their entity, you know, they, them being the, the, the 42 football clubs. So it's all about wild, man. I think the fact that they've just flung these two things together and given people a really short timeline, it's just politics 101. You know, like if you want to get a bill passed that you care about, you try and attach it to something that other people might care about so that they vote for it or you make it more attractive or whatever, right? It's, it's about compromise and trying to find a way to sneak stuff through or whatever. And they're just, it's just, they're just playing politics with the whole thing. And, and I guess that's kind of fine for the clubs, but it should they be fine for the governing body? Why are they playing politics? What is, you know what I mean? Like they shouldn't have any angle. They just represent 42 yeah. member clubs. So the worrying it, thing is, what's their agenda behind it, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. And it's it's why, right? So why? What's the benefit to tie these two things together? For the 42 member clubs, there should be should be no benefit. Obviously, some clubs will benefit because you might get promoted or get demoted or win a league or whatever based on your current standings um, if they call the league now, which is obviously the proposal. But really, no, no, not many people benefit. The only thing that these clubs vote, the only thing these clubs um, benefit from in this bill um, is the is the money. If you were to put it to take the money side out of it and put a vote who wants to end the league right now as things stand, I, I don't imagine that's going to get anywhere no. near enough votes to pass, is it? Let's be honest. I mean, how many clubs are going to vote for that? Dundee United would vote for it, clearly, because they're you know, a ball head away for getting promoted, so yeah. why would you not? Makes sense. Look out for yourself, totally. Celtic would vote for it. Of course they would. Why would you not? It hands you a title, although we'll come on to that in a second. Um you know, so there would be clubs that conceivably might, but most of them are probably not going to no. go for it. So they know that's not going to pass, so they attach it to the money thing and try and force the issue. When, for me, fundamentally, their job is to find a way. If the members say, we need money because we're going to die and football in this country is going to be in a really bad state, then their job is to go, OK, well, we can help you. We've got legal expertise and whatever. Let's find a way to help the member clubs. And it shouldn't be by pushing some crazy agenda. It should just be doing whatever's needed and tweaking some rules that gets them the money and let the football worry about the football yep. later. Save the jobs, definitely. But to force football as an issue right now, mm. I think is a bit, I think it's reprehensible, to be honest, because it really isn't important. And I don't know why they're trying to make it a big deal and make it part of the narrative, because it really shouldn't no. be. It has no part in yeah, there. Just yeah, was it not Rangers released a statement during the week that basically said, if you know, why don't we all just release the money equally? Where... You know, every club gets the same money regardless of where you finish in the league, which is, you know, if, if that happened, obviously clubs like Rangers would lose money out of it. However, in the situation, it seems like a fair thing to do. Celtic would lose money out of it. You know, however, it gives these clubs that need the money, it gives them the money, you know. But, well, that's the, aye, that, that's the point. Is um, So that I think Rangers did that on, on Wednesday. Or maybe maybe it was Thursday. I can't remember, but I think let's just go for Thursday for the sake of argument. Where they put forward an alternative motion that said, "We like okay, we like the money side of it. We don't like the other part of it. So why don't we just put give the clubs another option to vote on, which is, or you can just get the money." Um, but the SPFL basically kind of ignored it to the last minute and then went back to Rangers and said, oh, you didn't fill out the form correctly. Pretty <laughs> much, right? Was was pretty, was was in essence what they said. And then so Rangers tweaked it and amended the form and submitted it again. But by that point, 
the meeting had already happened and the options had been put to them and therefore you know the the, the clubs didn't have that option to vote on so it was they waited until they knew it was too late and majors wouldn't have time to fix it and respond despite conversations going back and forth and the SPFL not mentioning that Rangers' motion wasn't fit for purpose. And then when Rangers asked, they basically just kind of, well, well, we'll check it and get back to you sort of thing. And then, like I said, by the time we got back to Rangers, it was yeah. too late. But that's not, again, that's not by accident, right? It's the same as they didn't they didn't release it on Wednesday afternoon and give clubs to Friday. Yeah, that, that's exactly. not by accident. You know, that's not, that's not like... Um, we're giving you time to debate this and consider it and come up with alternatives and ask questions. They don't have time for any of that because they don't want any of that. Because if you give that, then, you know, your chance chance of getting exposed is pretty high. Yeah. So the other thing um, that I was going to touch on is the... The why is 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 the important question. I think with that, it's like why are we tying these two things together? Why are we trying to push the narrative of of ending the league? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand why. I, I, I genuinely don't. And I know I touched on saying our oh, Celtic, right? What to win? See if I was Celtic, you would think you would be confident yes. of winning the league, right? You'd be very very confident of winning the league. So why would you risk the chance of a legitimate title, right? That exactly. no why one can have any qualms about. Why? Why would you risk it for one that yeah. is totally meaningless? Like I don't understand it. And if they if they need the money, well, it's just again for the sake of argument, maybe they need the money. Then vote for the money side of it, and surely you can afford to take a little bit of a hit between getting a fair share or getting a champion share. I mean, if they really need the money that badly, then yeah, they're, they're in yeah. trouble anyway. Do you know what I mean? Because the difference is, let's be honest, if they get the average, if you take the SPL money and divide it by twelve. Or you get the money for winning the league. It's not like you're going to get fifty million for winning the league, and you're going to get one million for an, an average share. The money's no. not that big of a pot anyway. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not going to be factors that are ten different. You know, you're you're maybe going to get two and a half million instead of one and a half million or something like that, right? It's not going to be a huge amount of money to a club like Celtic. So it can't be about the money, surely to God. So I, I don't get why they would be pushing it. So I don't unless they're no confident on winning it and it's like if you're 95% sure or you've got a way of being 100% sure you would take it but that to me just seems it, it seems too small club mentality yeah. even for them it would just it doesn't, it doesn't make sense I, I does it it really doesn't it really doesn't make sense no, I mean, in terms of in terms of their no. the club and the, you know their fans and all that if if, if it was if, if it was other way around and we were in that position we'd be like no just wait and then we'll win it the season starts again. We're not wanting to, you know, have this sort of tainted, you know, title. You know, you've won it. We we only playing twenty eight games. You know, or whatever it is, how many games are played? You know, you know, you want it to be. You no, know, we want to win it when the season's done. I and see the thing for me is it's like Liverpool as well, right? They're, they're in a similar, yep, a, a kind of similar position. But see Celtic, see Celtic get handed it right. And then they get ten next year. No. You've not got ten. Nobody ever is going to recognise that as ten. If you you believe you're going to win the league next year as well, you're a boy head away yep. from achieving something spectacular. Why risk the whole thing? Because it doesn't just regardless of what what we think of the first four or whatever people might say, they've won the eight. This would be nine. You know what I mean? Like, why? Why would you risk the ten? Because it yeah. would you wouldn't get ten. It's the same as if I was Liverpool. The first time in thirty years, you wouldn't want to sacrifice that for one. You'd be like, somebody just hands you when you get two games away. You'd be like, oh, I shit, think. Man, um, I think, like, like you mentioned, they've done. 
you know, Liverpool like, have done everything. In my opinion, I've done everything right. I'm not Liverpool's biggest fan by any stretch of the imagination, but they've done everything right. They're saying that football doesn't matter right now. You know, you know, and they've they they've been they've been desperate for a league for years. I mean, they nearly won it a few years ago. You know, they've been they've been up there and thereabouts for years. They've won everything but the league in the last, mm-hmm. you know, thirty years. But they're still like, I mean, they they they, they fans are Aye. desperate for it. But then they're getting. You know, but Klopp's just come out and went, most of the Liverpool players have actually come out, everybody in Liverpool have said, football's not important right now. What's important is making sure that everybody's safe and healthy, you know, and, you know, football doesn't matter. Right, well, I think Klopp nailed it, right, when he said it's yeah. the most important, I mean, what, the least important What game things. was it? It was a game that Liverpool, Pretty I think much. it was a game, I think it was a Wednesday night they were playing in the Champions League at Anfield. Was it against... The fans try to shake his hand. Aye, right, the like, fans try to shake his fuck hand. Fuck off, you fucking idiot. That's what I say to the guy. Aye, aye, you fucking crazy. Aye, because the guy wants to high-five him. Guy that brilliant, man. Guy's had a few beers before the games. He's a manager and he's like, oh, boss, he's a high-five. And he just gave him a absolute him. volley. But like you say, <laughs> but, but you're right, Liverpool have, have, have carried themselves with class. They've not come out clamouring or trying to beg people or try to force people into the we're only two games away and let's be honest Liverpool have yes pre- the title's done right you know like it's been done for a while um, but they're still not sitting no. rightly so they've not won the thing yet you know like so why why would you um, but you know as, as so, before the games are even getting cancelled Celtic were it try to you know try to get the game won and I mean the other thing about it from a football side is that it just doesn't they've not got a great case right you know so uh, for me, anyway, um, if if we win our game in hand and we beat them twice, it's four points with five games to go. I mean, that's people people have have done you know have yep. threw away bigger leads than that before. Think about Helicopter Sunday when they beat us at Ibrox, and you know what was that five yeah. five points with four games to go. And then obviously you know the rest, as they say, is history. So uh, and there's been bigger turnarounds in that with, with, in in smaller gaps. So. I don't think there's 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 anything like you say football side genuinely doesn't matter and even if it does then they don't have you know there's there's not a great case um, I don't yeah. understand why they can't just separate it out and I think it's been a bit it's been, it's been a weird one and I guess any I think more it's on just that, the fear-mongering that seems to about. be going on now um, it's just through the roof it's crazy you know like even like um, you know one of the one of the media lackeys for Celtic Chris Sutton. Um, basically, he's he wrote an article basically saying that Liverpool shouldn't be given the title until you know the league's over. Yet a week later, um, he basically said, "Yeah, I think Rangers should do the should do the the noble thing and you know hand the title over to you know say the league's over and give it to Celtic." Like, well, what's different between you know English football and Scottish football? Because he's an ex Celtic player. That's the reason why. I, 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 I I'm not so sure that's the reason why. I think that what's 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 different is that he gets paid up here based on giving a certain narrative, whereas down there he gets yeah. based he gets paid based on his opinions. I think it was it was no Peter Lawwell done the exact same thing. He gave an interview up here and they said uh, oh Celtic should get the title and then he, he he was asked by an English journalist in England somewhere what he thinks about the premiership and should Liverpool be given the title and he said yeah. well, the league's not over yet, so why would you award a title? You know, like it's just it's crazy. Um, yes. But I mean, talking about the scaremongering, 
like you say, if we take that to the vote, the whole, you know, you must vote for this or you're going out of business type of thing, you know, that, that's been reported by a number of clubs um, have, have come out and, have, well, not come out and said that, but a number of clubs have said, you know, privately, a number of reporters that they've, they've, been, they've been forced and strong-armed into it, you know, so that's the other side of the scaremongering where it, it takes on a, a, a particularly sinister tone of, you know, interfering in the democratic <laughs> process. You know, that's that, that's what it is, it seems like, I, you know, I just, I, I just, I just can't understand why they want to, why, why they're so desperate to finish the league and crown Celtic champions when it wouldn't mean, in my opinion, it wouldn't mean anything like last season or the season before. Um, it wouldn't be anywhere near a, a title that I would, you know, even call it a title. Um, no, uh, no, no one could, right? No, no, no one could. Does doesn't matter what kind of. What kind of polish you try to put on that particular I mean, it was one of the things that we spoke about. We we mentioned the Belgian League. Um, The Belgian League are trying... They they, they try to cancel the season with a game to go. And the league's league's over. You know, the champions are going to win it. I think it's Ghent that might be um, top of the league. Um, They're due to win it. But however, UEFA still said to them, no, you just can't do this. Uh, I think the Belgian League's in a it's a it's a different setup, ah, and sorry, I think it's a yes, game to go right. before the playoffs, so it's a wee bit weird. But but I know what you mean. I they 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 voted and said they they were comfortable calling it with their setup, um, and then like you say, you well, we don't care what your vote is. Don't don't yeah. be don't be doing that. Aye aye, and and it's really again it goes back to the you know time is isn't it really footballs anyway as such on this one. I, I think the only way that it maybe is is is. Uh, TV money getting paid out uh, is potentially, you know, there's maybe deadlines and stuff. I don't know. Um, but in essence, on the face of it, to, to people like, like, well, as far as I can see anyway, I think time is time is a friend here where you, you yeah. see how it plays out and then make a decision. As I said earlier, we don't, we just don't know enough to make an educated call. So what you do, it makes sense to defer it for me. Unless you can make a call to say, you know what? Actually, it's going to be too long. We know that. We'll cap. We'll call it, and we'll we'll figure out a way to deal with it. Whether you make it null and void, or you award titles, or whatever, then you know, fine. That that's that's up to them. Or you say, you know what? We don't care what the impact is on next season. Yeah, we're going to finish this season no matter what. Um, if we need to have a shortened season next season, then we have a shorter season, and it's as simple as that. Unless if they're not willing to make either one of those decisions, yeah. then you postpone it and you buy yourself time. It's the it's the third option, and. I don't really have much of an issue with whatever one they go with as long as they kind of commit to it. And they're, trying, they're sending a strong message of, look, we're committing to this and you all better commit to it as well. Um, which is another aspect to this vote. Why are the SFA pushing it or the SPFL or whatever pushing it when yep, it's got a exactly. chance of That's pissing, another good... pissing UEFA off as well? That's another really good point like, as well. Why are they... I just, I just don't understand the, how they're pushing it. You know, the, the scaremongering, the bullying tactics that they're operating as well. Um, it's just obviously an underlying. Um, there's a few things underlying, and it could be said the least. All right, and I suppose that that takes us nicely on to the the vote itself. You know, when we talk about bullying clubs and voting a certain way and trying to trying to force a narrative and making sure to then when they get enough no votes in the championship that would kill it, they mysteriously yes. one of them doesn't come through. That is. And it's it's no it's the last one, right? See if it was the first one that didn't come through, you'd be like, okay, maybe maybe it didn't. 
But see when they've already got two and they know one mare kills it and then the third one comes through and they're like, yep. I just say we didn't get it. it Do you is. know what I mean? Dundee didn't vote. We, we, didn't, we didn't get a vote for them. They didn't come out and say that they abstained. They said we didn't get a vote for them. Whereas they did say that other clubs yeah. didn't vote. Do you know what I mean? So, so if you knew they didn't vote or, or whatever and you knew that they said that one SPL club didn't vote, so let's just say that's Rangers for the sake of it because we're Rangers fans. Um, and some, you know, they would be like, ah, oh, they didn't vote, but they didn't. You know, like, I, I don't know, it just, it felt, it felt, it felt weird. Um, you know, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't say it was an, an abstain vote or anything like that. So, aye, it was all very, very strange. And then obviously there's Inverness Cali Thistle chairmans came out and there's been some, some photos from, from the WhatsApp that yep. you mentioned on the radio kicking about that, that say that, you know, Dundee, uh, and, and then SPFL said to Sky Sports, apparently, that there was a, a technical question that meant that they weren't sure of the competence of the Dundee Aye. vote. That, um, what, what that does that mean? This Caledonia uh, Inverness chairman is very interesting. Very, very interesting. You know, you they had Kenny, Kenny Miller was in the studio as well mm-hmm. with them, and even he, alarm bells were ringing with him. You know, you know, <laughs> it's ringing with everybody, but... but... Well, let's let's yeah. Oh, aye, let's call a spade a spade. Michael here. Stewart, and Michael Tom Stewart English was were, making sense you know, on that thing. Making sense on it as well, and they guys are never two guys who would ever aye. so no sort of no support. Well, t- Tom English even said like, "Oh, Rangers made a statement and they made accusations, which the SPFL came out and said was was shocking and all that stuff." And we'll come on, we'll definitely come on to that in a minute. But Tom English is like. I spoke to three other clubs who have said the same thing. It's happening. You know, like, you've got these guys siding with us. Hey, oh, 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 man, that, yep. that's when you know, like, something's up, right? When you've got a friend and an enemy telling exactly. you the same thing, then you know it's true. Do you know what I mean? It's one of, no. one of the ones. Like, they're, they're known cahoots. So um, there's definitely something to this. Um, and, and, and like you say, Michael Stewart, Kenny Miller, everybody was like, this is stinking, yep. man. This is, like, Mess. a really, really bad fart. I don't know what's happened. Um, so... Aye, it's it's really really weird. Um, and then there's 28 days. Is we, so we we spoke before about them saying here it is on Wednesday afternoon. You've got till Friday. They don't they don't get the vote they want. So then they're like, actually Friday was just a kind of a suggested we would kind of like. You've actually got 28 days, which buys them time to then bully or bribe yep. or whatever Dundee and which is another interesting thing as well. You know, so. Aye, but it's just for me. It just totally and utterly tears away the yep. essence of democracy. You know, like you, you do, you do your bit, and you can make deals. You can you can tell half truths. You can promise people we'll we'll give you players. We'll we'll on loan. We'll sell you players. We'll buy some of your players for for more than they're maybe worth or whatever. Make all those deals that you want. That's almost fair game, right? It's politics. It kind of is. You might not like it, but that's. That's part of the course that happens. You're never going to do away with that. But when people start casting their votes, yes, then you just need to leave them to it, and whatever they vote is what they vote. But see, when you get the vote in, and you're like, we don't like that. Let's we're change gonna, it. We're <laughs> just going to, um, we're just going to pretend. Aye, we'll pretend, pretend we never got it, and we'll try and we'll buy you time and, and talk you into it. Do you know what it, it feels like? And their responses as well. So when Rangers have come out and said like. We've we've seen evidence that this is there's been tampering here. There's pe- people are getting bullied in the clubs are getting bullied. All these things and the SPFL are just coming out and they just keep going. We don't know what you're talking about. Um, you know, let's show us your evidence and we'll bury it and then say we never got it or what, God knows what they're going to do. Right? Um, it, it, do you yeah, know what makes me think? Have you ever watched Narcos? 
So see, see if you watch Narcos, and if any, anybody listening has watched Narcos, watch it and see what the what the, in in Colombia what they do we, when they want to get the, the politicians to to um, you know allow them to do whatever they want. Basically, they just rig elections. They just you know like intimidate people. And then in Mexico, in, in Narcos, Mexico, it's even worse. The political corruption is rife. And genuinely, see if you you look at the playbook that the SPFL have applied. And you watch Narcos Mexico season two, you'll be like, "I okay." It's it, honestly, man. It is just it is totally something that like that the, the drug kingpins do in these corrupt countries to try and basically keep doing what they want to do, right? And it's so blatant, it's so obvious. You're watching it, thinking, "I know this is based on true story, but it's yeah. obviously poetic." You know, it's obviously artistic license. It can be true. Literally, this is what they used to do in these countries, and it pretty much uh, some of it just stinks like what's happening here like if people wrote it and put it in a TV show you'd be like that doesn't happen in the UK there's no way this stuff could happen yes. but it it's happening stinks. and it's happened this week it's and it's crazy stinks to high heaven right mate so we go into the sort of last bit then um, of unless unless there's anything else you're quite happy I know mate that, that's it pretty much the only thing I, the only other point I would make is that in the responses they have no, they not denied anything and they've ignored Rangers' ask for a, an impartial um, impartial investigation or whatever. So what you should do in these instances is immediately, if you have been accused, then you kind of yes. recuse yourself and take a step back um, and let someone impartial come in and investigate so that there is no conflict of interest. It has to be above reproach. You'll know if you, when you, know, you, you do this in the bank. If I'm your customer and I say... Derek, there's two tickets to Rangers Hospitality if you get me a loan yes. at a good rate. Whistleblowing, what, what happens? Yep, yep. Right, you're not allowed to do that. No. You can't do that. Now, if I offer you, you know, a pint for a fair deal, then you might be able to accept it, but you need to go through, you know, you need to put it in a register and, and make sure that under no circumstances, if anybody could reasonably think that that influenced you, then you yep. can't take it, you exactly. can't accept it, right? It's conflict of interest, it's ethics 101. They should be like, we can't investigate this because if we investigate it and horror of horrors, we find out that we were actually innocent, yep. well, then nobody's going to believe it. So you can't, it compromises the full thing and they've shown no signs of saying, you know what, you might have a point, we don't know, we're going to get somebody impartial. They've said, show us the evidence, we'll right. investigate. No bother. Last, cool. yes, so, what last point, what you want to talk about, what happens think? next? You, I mean, like... Aye, so this is crazy, man. I was having a think about this, right? So, either... Well, it's advantage yes. Dundee, right? Dundee have got all the power. Um, so, we spoke a, a little bit off air about... Their, I think that what the story seems to be is that as soon as their chairman's twigged that they, their vote wasn't received for whatever reason... He's went, shrewd businessman. He's thought, here, hold on. We're in a good position here. Don't resubmit it because everybody's relying on us. So we've got, well, you know, we've got a bargaining chip. They've got a massive ace up their sleeve. So it's advantage Dundee. Um, for me, if they're delaying, the only thing I can see is that they will change mm-hmm. their mind and vote yes. And it will pass because, well, why would you not? Most of the powerhouses are on the, are on the side of wanting to pass Celtic. SFA, SPFL, whatever. I'm maybe misusing one of those terms. I don't really know what they all mean anymore, to be honest, because yeah. it seems that they're all inept. But anyway, um, so yes. So I think that if Dundee 
are, are stalling. The longer it goes, the more chances they're going to change their mind unless we can offer them some sort of sweet deal. But I don't know if, if we're bothering with that sort of thing, if, if we are or if we're not. I genuinely don't know. Um, but what it does do potentially is it buys time for Rangers, Hearts, Inverness, um, any other club to potentially yeah. get another option on the table and one that is a viable way of just getting the money without calling the t- calling any leaks. So that might buy a bit of time for something else that we could then maybe pass that and then Dundee vote no, knowing fine well they're going to get the money anyway. Um, so we would need to get a good deal on the table. Other option is do does the whole thing that this has been such a shambles, like such a complete and utter CF that it yes, should be career suicide 100%. for a bunch of these guys. Do we see heads roll that in essence they just go, you know what, that was such a flawed, corrupt, horrible, horrible episode. We're going to bin it, pretend it never happened and start again with hopefully something that gets clubs the money and doesn't call their titles. The only other element to this is time is maybe against us here. So in a football decision, we spoke about time being being probably a friend because we don't know enough. But from yeah. a business side, clubs need the money and they need the money soon. So I, no. I don't, I mean, this can't take 28 days. Dundee cannot have the 28 days. I know the, the, the rules might say they can, but we can't wait 28 days to get clubs money because if they do, yeah, there might be some clubs thing. That's the last thing survive. we want is clubs going out of business. Um... Aye. Yes. Aye. My, my vote is heads need to roll. Um, so this is the SPFL or whatever, Doncaster, or all of these numpties have been getting away with us for far too long. Um, they, basically, just it's it's carry on football ownership or whatever. They just make it up as they go. They do what they want. They're as corrupt as they, they want to be and they never get called out on it because they self-police. They're the only people that sit above themselves. So guess what? They get away with it. This surely yeah. has to make some of their positions untenable. There's no way that they can survive this. If they survive this, we'll be stuck with them forever. It's, yeah, it's be 100% agree with you that man. Heads need to roll. Um, and this situation needs to get sorted sooner or later. Because like we said, this isn't the biggest thing in the world right now. You know, there's, you know, and, and, and even in Scotland right now, you know, there's, you know, there's, like we mentioned, there's people dying every day from this. And yes, Aye, rising numbers in Scotland as well. I mean, we talk about thousands a day in Britain. That's true, but Scotland's numbers are, are, are rising and are relatively, you know, kind of rising and, and similar par anyway, percentage-wise, obviously a much smaller population, so much smaller numbers, yeah. but they're still, they've still been rising, you know, this week especially. Like you say, Matt, this should have been a very quick membership, me- member clubs need Let's the money. The money's sitting there, they've paid them, pay the money out, they get to survive, jobs are good and tick in the box, everybody survives another day, and we worry about the football when it's time to worry about the football. And you know what? This might not be the last relief these clubs need. And we might need to find something else in some other way of getting them some money. I don't know. That's that's what it should that's what it all should have been about. It should have been the easiest decision in the history of, of Scottish football. And they've made it into probably the most embarrassing episode, certainly that uh you know that yes. a, a governing bodies presided. It's probably over. one of the most anyway, embarrassing things um, I've ever heard as well so. in terms of football inside of things. Um Aye, this is what happens, you know, like I said, in, in corrupt governments or happens in corrupt football institutions where we read about them happening elsewhere in the world and you, you get a wee chuckle yep. at it because you're like, man, that's mental. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like it's like Mugabe rigging elections in, in Zimbabwe or 
Narcos doing it in Mexico or Colombia. That's, yeah. that's my, I think that that's my references. You need to watch Narcos <laughs> ah. Mexico season two now, man, and you'll be like, that's mental. This is but, where Doncaster got aye, it from. That's where they got it for. If I'm watching that, <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean, he's no, never exactly. had an original thought in his life, I don't think. So he's, he's obviously, he's got it for somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Yep. He's, man's exactly, a, a exactly. So muppet. we'll be back. Um, obviously, now that obviously I'm fit and better, we'll be back more often. Um, doing these pods during this sort of period, we'll probably come back again after the once the decision's been made, and we'll have a chat about it as well. Um, yep, yeah. I think this has got miles to go. That's the thing. I mean, it, for us, it, I'm sure we we could probably do do one of these. Uh, uh, maybe not every day, but every other day, because I, I dare say there'll be there'll yep. be more back and forth over the coming days. If Rangers provide any evidence. I think Rangers and other clubs are going. There's going to be more evidence, right? You know, this is yeah. this is just a WhatsApp group. You know, like so. I mean, there's there's way more evidence to come from Rangers from other clubs, and so it's it's going to drag on a bit. And there might be the, sh- the most shocking yeah, exactly. developments might yet exactly. be. And let's say there is going to be obviously talking about this. There is other things that we will talk about during this as well. Or else, there's anything that any of you guys out there want us to have a chat about? Why don't you leave us a review and let us know what you think, and we can. We can have a we can have a chin wag about it as well in one of the shows. You know, maybe thinking about some of the better. Obviously, we've done a lot of shows on the past about greatest Rangers teams or anything like that. Um, if there's anything that you guys want us to talk about, then you know, give us a shout and let us know. Um, drop a review in there, right? And and let us know. Even um, like where do we need to strengthen, and when yep. the transfer window opens, and what do we need for next summer, or who would you get ready, or. You know, there's, there's, yeah. like you say, mate, there's lots of yeah, actual Rangers than, football stuff to get back to, um, rather yeah. than all this, because I don't particularly enjoy talking about this, let's be honest, it's, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. uh, it's all a bit grim, isn't it? Exactly, so, so guys, yeah. I think that's a good place sort of to end this, and then, let's say, we'll be back soon with another one, um, and let's say, anything you think of that you you know think that we could, you know, anything you want us to have a chat about, let us know, just drop a review in and we'll, we'll try our best to get to it. Um, so in terms of that, let's say, thanks for listening, um, everybody stay safe, you know, listen to you know, what everything's saying out there, stay in the house if you can, don't be venturing out if you don't need to, um, and you too Keith as well mate, you just keep continuing to stay safe and I'll speak to you soon buddy Alright cheers mate, uh, take care everyone, take care of your families, you too Dale, obviously get yourself back to All 100% right, cool. Take it easy, and thanks I'll very much guys see you soon, mate. Cheers Bye bye